Oh, listener, I have exciting news. The You Matter to God Bible study included a weekly chapter in The Story of Familiar Land. It is an allegory that mirrors our experiences in life, but through a spiritual lens in ways that we cannot often see. I hope that you will join me as we now venture into the story of Familiar Land. The Story of Familiar Land, Chapter 1. Once there lived a very ordinary little girl, living a very ordinary little life, in a land that was called Familiar Land. Now, Familiar Land was like no other land, dear reader. In this land, a new little citizen was sent to a family from somewhere, but no one seemed to know exactly where. Many a parent there was who would have liked to return their little bundle of joy for one that was perhaps, well, less trouble. But there it was, and it was decided by some department somewhere, and alas, you were stuck with whatever you received. She was apparently a very sudden and very unexpected delivery to her mother and father. They were still young themselves and did not really know how to properly care for such a tremendous responsibility. Dear reader, we must pause here to mention that although the familiar lamb may seem well familiar, it is not exactly as you might imagine. For in this land, with all its rules and regulations, its governmental codes and controls, one did not have the inalienable rights to which you or I may be accustomed. Each new little citizen came with their own small little house. I know this sounds redundant, but that is what they were called small little houses. The house was just really one room with a basement underneath. Her little house was then joined to her parents' houses, and suddenly they were together in what was called an immediate family. Why was it called an immediate family? The little girl never really knew. But later she would decide it was called that because her parents hollered for her so often to, come here immediately! But again, I digress. This little girl came into the land filled with wonder and curiosity. As soon as she was able to talk, she began to ask why and how. In her heart, the world seemed so full of possibilities that this is what she was called, possibilities. She loved to run and play outdoors as much as she possibly could. She loved the feel of cool grass beneath her bare feet, her toes sliding through the blades of grass, and the gentle breeze that tickled her face with her hair. These felt like hugs and kisses from someone somewhere, but she did not really know whom. She simply knew that it was all felt very wonderful in her heart. The sun was too bright to really examine, but she accepted its warmth on her skin as one might slip under one's favorite snuggly blanket. Although she was often alone in her yard, she never felt alone, for these things in nature played along with her. 
She learned the smell of rich, fragrant earth when she and her grandfather dug for worms to take with them fishing. She loved the taste of various sweet treats that her father often shared with her, and she even delighted in the little silly tickle of ground pepper when she breathed it in. It squeezed her until she both laughed and sneezed at the same time. She had many aunts and grandparents who lived a short walk from where she lived with her young parents. They came and went regularly, holding her, kissing her, warming her, and feeding her. In fact, Possibility's heart felt like it might burst with all the joy at all the love she was given. Within the midst of this great joy was her father's younger brother, her uncle Tenderheart. Although he could take apart any motor and put it back together again, he had not done very well in school. His mind wandered and of things that felt more important to him, so he had finally just stopped going. It was better for him to put his mind and hands to the challenges he enjoyed, the mechanical problems he could almost always solve. These things were second nature to him, he reckoned, and he was tired of being told that he was just not trying hard enough, which really just meant that he was not smart enough, he decided. Uncle Tenderheart looked after possibilities every day while her mother and father worked. Her mother seemed to alternate between tears and anger when she was at home, so her young aunts came to get her when they finished at school. They took her back to their house to play with all the toys they had played with when they were younger. She liked these very much. But most of her time was spent with her Uncle Tenderheart, and he loved possibilities so much that even his friends knew her and loved her. There was something about her that matched something in his heart, and he would gleefully fend off his sisters and sweep possibilities up into his arms, and off they would go. Uncle Tenderheart had a big car with a big engine that rumbled in a funny way in Possibility's chest. She loved the deep sound, the smell as the gasoline burned through its chambers, and the powerful pull of its wheels. She loved the shiny seats, although they were slippery when she sat on them, and she might slide from one side of the car to the other, except that her uncle kept her snugged closely to his side. For the rest of her life, the sound and smell of those new cars, which would later become old cars, always filled her with a sense of joy and love that she felt in those days with her uncle. She felt wanted and happy, settled, and safe. She looked up through the windshield and could see the street lights flicker past and then the stars winking up high where the moon lived and the delicate lullaby of engine, wind, and his joy carried her off into the sweetest of slumber, delicious in its uniqueness. Uncle Tenderheart was the great love of her life. When she was with him, all the other little spaces, voids, and dark corners were filled up and forgotten, for she was most holy herself when she was with him. And then one day, as she waited and listened for the sound of his big car to come roaring up her street, 
her ears were met with deafening silence. News came to her parents, who turned ashen and seemed to have lost their bearings. They swept her up and rushed down the few blocks to her grandmother's house, where her aunts and her uncle still lived. Inside the house, many young people were coming and going, crying and pacing. Possibilities was shooed out into the yard and left mostly by herself. She went to stand in the corner of her grandmother's yard under the wise and welcoming pine tree, mighty in both loft and in breadth. She waited for her uncle. Some of his friends came and went, while others of them did not. Some of them appeared angry, furious even, as one of them smashed his fist into a tree. The girls were all hugging and crying and pacing, and all the while possibilities waited for her uncle to come for her. As the coming and going began to slow down, possibilities sat down on the ground, settling into the prickly pine needles that had often played her games with her. She brushed some of them into a pile, the grayish, sandy dirt, soft as silk under her fingertips. The sun was low in the sky as she pressed the piles of pine needles into neat little rows and then joined them together, making a corner. She worked within the pungent fragrance of pine as she built herself a little pine needle house with its pine arms stretched all the way around her as she sat in its center. The nearby street lamp began to shake the sleep from its eyes so it could begin its nightly work of keeping the area brightly lit. As the sun slipped now beneath the trees, Possibility's heart sank, too. Her excited expectation had leaked out along the way, even as she had built the pine walls around her. It had streaked its way into those pine needles and sand, and the feeling she was left with was altogether new to her. Dear reader, it was emptiness. Although she did not know it yet, Although she may have suspected as much, that gnawing ache was not going to leave her anytime soon, if ever. For the first time, she felt an echoing sound of aloneness in her heart. Part of her was missing. She knew that she had lost this huge part of her where her uncle's tender, protective, joyful love had once filled and sheltered her. Now it was gone from her, having slipped out of her hands without her understanding, without her having any voice in the matter, without her loosening her grip on him. He was gone from her forever, and although she did not yet understand forever, it seemed to her that it would be a very long time indeed. hope that you have enjoyed today's chapter of the story of familiar land. We'll see you next time. Bye.